Hey, all you out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hey, everybody. Welcome to When TV Was Great. I'm Alyssa. It's been a very sad week with the news of Bob Saget passing. Uh, that was a shocker for me. And um, I literally grew up with him as my TV, like he was the TV dad. He was like the TV dad we all wanted, you know. So um, I thought I'd do a tribute to him tonight uh, on my podcast. So I'm going to do my favorite Full House episode. Um, I was trying to think of like a really heavy Danny Tanner episode, but I just decided to do something uh Eh, something a little more there, there's some pretty good ones you know out there but uh I, I decided to just do my favorite and you know I'm, I'll probably do more episodes in the in the future but I thought I'd uh, start with this one so this episode is uh called Secret Admirer it's from season four and for episode 11 and uh it's a funny one it's kind of like a out there one-off episode like doesn't have like the you know the ah at the end you know like the 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 you know it's not like a cookie cutter episode where everything gets resolved at the end it's just kind of like a a weird crazy one and it's it's one of my favorites because it's got some funny lines um this is when full house was really good season four was probably season three to four was really good uh so i was looking over the music of (laughs) this aired on december 7th 1990 I was in 6th grade and I just remember all these songs so much so the first one number one is Because I Love You Stevie B number two I'm Your Baby Tonight Whitney Houston that's a great fucking song number three From a Distance Bette Midler that was huge number four Something to Believe in Poison that's another good one number five Love Takes Time Mariah Carey she was like ruling the airwaves back then number six Groove is in the Heart Delight Number seven, Impulsive, Wilson Phillips. <laughs> Number eight, The Way You Do the Things You Do, UB40. That's a great, great cover, isn't it? Number nine, Tom, nine, number nine Tom's Diner, DNA featuring Suzanne Vega. And number 10, Justify My Love. And if I keep going, like, they're just amazing songs. There's no bad songs on this. Like, seriously, there's no bad songs on this right here. So... I want to say that this is probably the year when I was really getting into music. Like, I was taping songs off the radio, winning things off the radio. I was really into Casey's Top 40, Casey Kasem. And, uh, anyways, I also looked up the TGIF lineup. You remember TGIF every Friday? Because I was kind of curious. So, 1990 to 91, this is exactly the season. So, the first up, the first show was Full House at 8, then Family Matters, then Perfect Strangers, and then a show called Going Places. Do you guys remember Going Places? Uh, I can't even remember, begin to tell you what it was about. It was kind of like a Friends. Like, I, 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 it was kind of like a whole bunch of different roommates. Like, there's a guy's apartment and a girl's apartment. And there's a little kid. Who was the kid? Who did the kid belong to? You know what? I'm going to look this up really quick. Uh, it obviously didn't last long, <laughs> one year, not even, like, it just lasted one season. American sitcom, let's see. Um, oh, that's interesting, Stacey Keenan 
was in it and she was actually and then i think step by step came right after this show because she was on step by step going places at american television sitcom it starred alan ruck who played hella heather locklear you are kidding me wow right before melrose place two years before melrose place okay so it was an American television sitcom that aired for, on ABC from September 21st, 1990 to March 8th, 1991. Oh, God, that's not even a whole year. The series stars uh, Alan Ruck. Now, Alan Ruck played uh, Cam- Cameron <laughs> Cameron on Ferris, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, it, was a, it was a Thomas Miller and Robert Boyette show, just like Full House. Uh, so it says... It doesn't really have a premise. Like, the first episode says, Four young writers, brothers Charlie and Jack, land jobs in Hollywood at the hidden camera television show. Here's looking at you. There was a little kid in there. I know there's a little kid in there. Let's see. J.D. Daniels as Nick Griffin. That was him. Kate's nephew. Okay, anyways, I just wanted to kind of go down memory lane with that show because I remember it very well. Let's go ahead and get started on Full House Secret Admirer. By the way, this... Uh, and every episode of Full House is on HBO Max. And if you guys don't have HBO Max, you guys need to get it. It's really good. That one and Paramount Plus, those are some really good streaming pro- uh, platforms. Disney Plus, of course, always. But HBO has South Park and a whole bunch of good movies. And Paramount Plus has like Reno, 911. And uh, we like we watch Ink Master. There's a lot of different things on there, so I highly recommend HBO Max and Paramount Plus. And we got HBO Max for seven ninety nine. I think for like nine months or twelve months or something, and then I think it goes up to like fourteen ninety nine. But seven ninety nine is fine with with us for a while. Here we go. So every Full House episode has a cold open, and this one Michelle is <laughs> taking the Oreos and licking off the the cream in the middle. Do you guys do that? I will tell you right now, I don't do that. <laughs> I eat the cookies the way they are. And a lot of people, you know, eat the cream in the middle and they throw the cookies out. But and she's really cute in this. She's probably about my son's age, probably about three. And uh, she, she just, I don't know, it just reminds me of my son. But, um, and Jesse has never looked hotter. Oh, he's so cute in this season. Oh my gosh. Doesn't John Stamos just get better with age, you guys? He was in this episode, or he was in the, the first season of You, and the second season. He had a cameo in that, too. And uh, still was hot, but, like, very scruffy. And he was, like, a pot-smoking therapist, <laughs> which was a good little change of roles for him. Okay, so Danny's getting some stuff ready in the kitchen, and Cindy, his girlfriend, comes to the door with her son, Rusty. Now, we met Cindy and Rusty in the previous episode called Terror in Tiny Town, or something. I just I was just looking at it, sorry. Terror, Tiny Town Terror, or something like that. The very, the very previous episode. And Rusty, and I got some information on this, too. So... Because I wanted to know what happened to Cindy. So Cindy, I didn't know how he met her. They never explained how they met. I know he was dating somebody from Stephanie's Girl Scout troop. Uh, but I think it was called the Honeybees. So it was like their version of the Girl Scouts or the version of uh, Brownies or whatever you want to call it. So it says, Cindy is Danny's girlfriend in season four, but she only appears in three episodes. 
She is first seen in the episode Terror in Tannertown. Okay, that's what it's called. When it's revealed that she works as a dry cleaner. She first meets Danny when he's a customer at her store. Okay. They just they just never show that scene. She also has a precocious 10-year-old son named Rusty. All right, so in the episode before this, Rusty, I guess they were he was babysitting him. Danny was babysitting Rusty. And he was, like, causing a whole shit ton of trouble. Like, he turned Danny's hair green. It was funny. These are some funny episodes in this season. Um, I won't say that it stays good, because it doesn't. <laughs> but it doesn't, I mean, once Michelle gets older, it just doesn't, it's not as good anymore. Michelle was really cute in this, this phase. This is, like, my favorite season. Um, but anyways, they're coming over for a barbecue. And... And she's saying, well, we're not really family, you know, and, and, uh, and Danny says, you, you dry clean my shorts, we're a family. Ugh. I don't want to know any more about that. Okay, so Rusty's played by an actor named Jordan Christopher Michael, and I looked him up because I was like, he just looked familiar. Like, you know, I think I've seen him on more stuff, and I was right. He was on an episode of Say by the Bell a year later, playing Billy, and I want to say he was the one that was hitting on Kelly pretty sure uh he was also in both betty broderick movies have you guys ever seen the betty broderick movie a woman scorned the betty broderick story and then they have her final fury the betty broderick story oh my gosh that's a good movie uh so he was in those two and then uh nothing else really after that it looks like he had a very long break of acting and then he went back in 2016 so from 1994 to 2016 he didn't do anything uh, anyways, it's interesting. So, let's see, he's also, I think he's also director, let me see, director, he has four credits, he directed, nothing I've heard of, editor, okay, uh, so DJ is all, like, excited because a paperboy's coming over to collect the money, and she likes, you got a crush on him, now the paperboy's somebody famous, too, okay, famous might not be the right word, but he's, very well known back in the 90s his name is rj williams and i'm looking here at his what his credits he's done a lot of stuff he started out with he was on highway to heaven he was in a lot of stuff he was on a love boat episode webster magnum pi he was in general hospital he did a whole bunch of cartoon voices uh, on the Gummy Bears, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck. Um, but that is pretty much it. But he just looked familiar. Like when I used to, <laughs> I used to buy all the teenage magazines like Bop, Teen Beat, uh, Tiger Beat, all those. And he was like one of the guys that would be like, his picture would be in there. Too funny. Okay, so uh, Ricky, uh, he's got a total mullet, <laughs> which is the sign of the times for 1990, that's for sure. Now, where I grew up, we didn't have a paper boy. We had somebody that drove their car and just threw papers at our front. We didn't have like a little like 13-year-old kid on a bike, like on, the <laughs> like on the Nintendo game. We didn't have that. I guess maybe back, I don't know maybe back in maybe in san francisco they had those i don't know but it's just really interesting uh so of course rusty's like oh dj and the paper boy 
you know, and just being like, it's this annoying, like little brother type person, you know, I had one of those. <laughs> Mr. What are you up to now? Well, I'm just typing a letter. And you can help me deliver it. Look at me, old man. I'm very busy today. Well, tell you what, little lady. I'll give you this bright, shiny, new penny. Don't be cheap. Give me a nickel. Well, you drive a hard bargain, but here you go. Thank you very much. Okay, now take this letter into the kitchen and give it to your sister. Now, here is the fun part. Tell her it's from Ricky the paper boy. But that's a lie. Here is another nickel. You got a deal, dude. This is going to make DJ crazy. <laughs> Can you guys see where this is going? Michelle is so stinking cute in this, too. She's just, like, she's at her absolute cutest. I didn't think she was that cute as a baby, and she was definitely not that cute when she got older. She's always looked like a troll to me. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but she does. And she's, they still look like trolls. They still are very homely looking. But anyways, I digress. So there's a love letter going around the house. This can't go wrong at all. So Michelle gives it to Stephanie because she, she didn't tell her what sister. He, he didn't tell her what sister to give it to. Gives it to Stephanie. Stephanie thinks Rusty's in love with her. And ew, gross. Uh, Michelle's wearing like a romper. Like a, not like a romper like you would think. She's wearing like a like a onesie. Like it was in the very, very much the style in the 90s. It's like a, um, a long sleeve like romper onesie. <laughs> Cute, cute though, but definitely wouldn't see that on a kid today. Cindy, how's the most beautiful dry cleaner I've ever known? Joey, what'd you spill? Oh, uh, ketchup on my shirt, mustard on my pants. I gotta stop making sandwiches in the car. I'll take it out to my van so I don't forget. Cindy, you are the best. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, I left a little note in there for you. It explains everything. His heart burns with passion. He can't live without my love. Joey's hot for me. Cindy. <laughs> that sound you guys heard was her dropping the laundry in shock. The laundry basket. Too funny. Uh, so, okay. So, Stephanie thinks Rusty loves her. And Cindy thinks Joey loves her. <laughs> it's just going to get worse from here on out. Okay, so Danny comes in and, well, before Danny comes in, she hides the note in, like, a folder on the coffee table. And Rebecca comes over with her Jello, which hasn't gelled yet. I can relate. Oh my gosh, you guys, I cannot make Jello. I just can't get it. It just does never, it never turns out right. I don't know why. It's so funny because I can make a full Thanksgiving meal, but I can't make Jello. I think I've said this on my podcast before, but it bears repeating. So Danny says... Oh, hey, you know, I'm going to go take this into the kitchen. And he's like, hey, um, you know, I left some notes here for you. 
I'm thinking about making some big changes because remember they worked together at Wake Up San Francisco. She's his co-anchor. So he says, yeah, I'm going to make some big changes and it's going to affect all of us. <laughs> God, it's just so, it's just so like, this episode is so fast paced. Like it's just boom, 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 you know? There's no lags. There's nothing like that. I, I love it. Oh my God. Danny can't live without my love. <laughs> Jesse finds out he'll kill Danny. Hmm. I would have my own show. <laughs> I've always loved Becky on this show. She's so funny. Lori Laughlin. Or is it La Lachlan? Everybody calls... Okay, so somebody... Some people call her Lori Lachlan. I call her Lori Laughlin because that's how it's spelled. But apparently it's Lori Lachlan. I don't know, dude. Whatever. Uh, anyways, Jesse comes in and uh, Rebecca, um, Becky, whatever, she hides a note in Kimmy Gibbler's library book. I don't know why that's there. She just left it. I, I don't know. It's weird. And Jesse's like, what are you hiding? She goes, no, no, it's, it's just Kimmy's book. So now the letter's in Kimmy's book. This is going to go just lovely, isn't it? Then there's this scene that Jesse was looking for gherkins for Danny's barbecue. Couldn't find them, so he ended up getting dills. And Danny's like, no, my entire menu is based upon the gherkin. And he's like, you're gonna have to go to Pickle Town. I mean, it's so stupid. Like, it's the stupidest dialogue. But, and then Becky's thinking in her head, Danny's trying to get rid of Jesse so he can be alone with me. <laughs> it's just weird. I can't picture those two together, like, ever. Oh, Jesse, if you're going out, can you pick me up a copy of Teen Hunk? It has a scratch and sniff ad for New Kids on the Block cologne. <laughs> A, I don't buy teen hunk. Two, yeah. A little surprise in there for you, Kimbo. I got two nickels. What can I buy with this? A dime. That's it? Whoa, baby! Jesse's hot for me? And why not? I'm twice the woman Becky is. You better be nice to me, kid. If I uh, marry your Uncle Jesse, I could be your Aunt Kimmy. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. Okay, I looked, and I don't think there was ever a Nuka's on the Block cologne, but that is something that they would have put in a teen magazine back in the 90s, especially Nuka's on the Block because they were huge back then. And I love how the magazine's called Teen Hunk. <laughs> I mean, like I said, there was Teen Beat, Tiger Beat, Bop. Oh my God, there were so many magazines, you guys. So many. I had them all. I wish I would have saved them. I really do. Of course, I usually ripped them up and put them, uh, you know, put the pinups on my wall, especially Luke Perry. He was all over my walls. So was Leonardo DiCaprio. And who else did I have a big crush on? Oh man, you guys. It brings back a lot of memories. Can't think of who else I had, though. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio, Luke Perry. Who else was I really into back then? Well, the Nuka's on the block. But see, I really liked them more like in fifth and sixth. Well, this was sixth grade, but no, I guess I liked them back then. My favorite Nuka's on the block was Jonathan, who turned out to be gay. <laughs> Didn't know it back then. So uh, I was a big New Kids fan. Huge New Kids fan. But, um, you know, it's just the time that this was, this was filmed. I mean, it just, it goes with it. You know, it's, it's, it's plausible. 
But what's not plausible is the fact that Jesse would be in love with a 13-year-old. That that's just that doesn't sit well with me on a family show. It's just weird, you know. So uh okay, so now let, let's recap. <laughs> so Stephanie thinks Rusty loves her. Cindy thinks Joy loves her. Rebecca thinks Danny loves her. And now Kimmy thinks uh Jesse loves her. So, yeah, it's it's getting crazy. And it's going to get crazier. Okay, so for some reason, Kimmy puts the letter under Rebecca's sweater. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know. Uh, and then Jesse finds it and assumes that it's either Danny or Joey who's in love with Rebecca because when I, it says, when I see you around the house. So now, oh my gosh, who sent Rebecca the letter? <laughs> Gentlemen. I'm going to find out right now which one of my best friends is a backstabbing weasel. Okay. Which one of my best friends would like to escort my fiance to Pickletown? Hey, I'll go. Come on, Becky. Aha! So Danny's the weasel who wants my Rebecca. Rebecca. Danny, you got a million things to do. I'll take Becky. Hmm. Maybe Joey's the real weasel. Weasel. Joey! Oh, hi, Cindy. Uh, you want to take a ride to the store? With the man who's trying to steal me from Danny? <laughs> oh, sorry. I haven't smelled the backyard yet. <laughs> you know what? This is just stupid. I'm just going to call Pickletown. They deliver. <laughs> 30 minutes or less or your pickles are free. <laughs> Becky, you and I need to talk. Hello, Jesse. What do you want, Gibbler? Good. Pretend you don't like me. Becky will never suspect you wrote me that love letter. Gibbler, you got some gunk in your eye. Becky, I just want you to know that no matter what happens, I'll always want us to be friends. Thanks, Kimmy. That's very reassuring. Yeah, that's what you say now. Wait till that rock is on my finger. So, Full House doesn't really do this very often, where they have, like, their thoughts, you know? I know a lot of TV shows do it. Marriage of Children does it. A lot of TV shows do it, but Full House doesn't do it very often, so this is kind of, like, a, a rare thing. And I, like, I kind of like it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just weird like that. I mean, think about this is my, you know, my 11-year-old self watching this, you know, back in 1990 and uh, just loving, just thinking it's the best show on earth because I totally did. This is before I got into 90210 and all these teen shows, you know, this was, this was it. This one, we watched, we watched this one, Perfect Strangers. We watched Family Matters. Family Matters was great too. But um, this was our favorite, my brother and I, this is our favorite. And uh, I don't know, it's just so 90s. I just love it. Kimmy's wearing like... It looks like she's wearing like a, um, oh my gosh, what is that brand? Hypercolor? Hypercolor shirt? It looks like this what she's wearing. And Jesse is decked out in denim, all denim. Denim jeans, denim shirt. Not quite a Canadian tuxedo, but close. <laughs> and uh I just, I don't know. I just, uh, this episode's really funny to me. Well, anyways, after that whole little fiasco, uh, Michelle's trying to read. 
because she wants to know what the love letter says. <laughs> and Rusty comes in and says, did you give the letter to your sister? He, I, he might, I think he says DJ. And she goes, yeah, and everything went bananas. And uh, yeah, and it's going to get even worse. It's going to keep going bananas. All right, so Stephanie confides in DJ and says, Rusty, he wrote me a love letter. And she's like, what is he thinking? You know, he's two years older than me, and he's complete cootie burger. Do you guys remember when cooties were a thing? Uh, and DJ's like, well, let me talk to him. Let me try to talk to him. You know, he might actually have feelings. So she tries to talk to Rusty, and she basically says, Rusty, let's talk about love. Okay. You know, I, I think you just need to find, you know, I know you, you want to find a girlfriend, but I think you just need somebody a little older, more experienced. And he starts looking at her. He's like, okay. So he thinks now DJ's DJ is in love with him. It's just, it's just, it just goes on and on and on and on. And they go down there for, uh, they go downstairs for their barbecue. So Becky confronts Joey and she says, she's trying to tell him like that, you know, cause, cause the whole Dan, you know, Danny's in love with her. So she's trying to tell Joey like in not so many words, you know, and, uh, then Joey thinks <laughs> Becky loves him. And then Jesse walks in and they're kind of like holding hands. Not holding hands, but kind of like holding, holding, I don't know, arms. And so Jesse's like, okay, so it's Joey. And uh, it's just, it just, it just goes on. Like I said, it just goes on and on and on. And then we have the barbecue. We need to talk about this letter. I know this is a bad time to bring it up, but I just had to get it out into the open. Becky's in love with me? Why do I have to be so darned attractive? Hide the letter. Jesse's coming. Oh, here. You don't know me. You never saw me. Now go. <laughs> Jess? I thought it was Joey, but look at that silly, guilty grin. Maybe it's Danny. I'll kill both of them and sort it out later. Here's your burger, honey. Hi, Jesse. I saved you a seat. Kimmy, you gotta do something about that eye of yours. I've gotta tell Joey he doesn't have a chance with me. Joey. Hi, Cindy. Just be honest. You have salad dressing on your shirt. Oh, gee. Thanks. Uh, wait, uh, no, there's, there's more. Really? Where? <laughs> no, no. Joey. Sometimes the wrong people fall in love. Oh, it's not anybody's fault. It just happens. I don't want Danny to get hurt. So let's just try to control our burning passions, all right? I'll try my best. Come on, guys. Time for barbecue fun. First Becky falls for me. Now Cindy? Boy, this new kids on the block cologne really works. <laughs> So Danny has this like big old speech, like kind of like Al Bundy does before all his big meals. He has this big speech and every, we hear everybody's thoughts. It's kind of funny. Time that we all get to spend together. One false move and Rusty gets a weenie in his ear. DJ is such a babe. Why is Rusty staring at me? Do I have something stuck in my teeth? What am I getting at here? Quality. I've got to figure out what to do about Becky falling in love with me. That's a good thing I can ramble on and on for hours and hours and hours. Look at Danny. Babbling on the outside. 
burning with passion for me on the inside. Look at these two weasels. One can't shut up and the other one needs a bib. I'll be doing mankind a favor when I kill him. Mrs. Kimmy Katsopoulos. Sounds so geeky. I'll have him take my name. Mr. Jesse Gibbler. I sure hope Becky and Cindy don't fight over me right here. Although it could be fun if we built a mud pit. Joey is sweet, but I like Danny. Oh, he's such an eloquent speaker. Boring, boring. Why is my daddy so boring? <laughs> okay, like, again, a little stupid, but funny, too, at the same time. Like, it's funny. I don't know. And then, of course, it, it flashes, at the, after Michelle, it flashes to Comet, their dog, and he's just, I hope somebody drops a hamburger. So they got everybody's opinion on the, on the matter. But, uh, you know, this is about to blow over, so uh, Michelle takes off her hat because <laughs> Danny hid the letter under her hat, her baseball hat. And this is where we get the end. Michelle, where did you get this letter? Daddy gave it to me. So you sent this letter to Rebecca? Hey, Becky gave that letter to me. What? Wait a minute. You gave me this letter first. Joey, don't just sit there. You know you wrote this letter to me. What letter? That's the letter my Jesse sent to me. Yeah, you're Jesse. I got that letter from Rusty. He's in love with me. No way. I love DJ and she loves me. Who are you people and where's my real family? I do not so then Michelle rats out Rusty because she's she does that a lot on the show. And uh, Rusty, then they start chasing Rusty around because they're pissed at him and they can't take a joke. And then the paper boy comes back to talk to DJ and pretty much like, <laughs> like invites himself to their barbecue. And that's pretty much it. And then the rest of the show, uh, up to the credits, they're chasing Rusty around. And that's it. I just, I don't know, the episode's funny to me, just maybe, and it maybe it's one of those situations where, with, like, the Christmas episode is kind of, like, near and dear to my heart since my childhood. I still watch it today, and I'm still laughing, like, I'm still laughing at a lot of the parts, so it still holds up, I guess. Um, anyways, that's the last of that episode. Uh, I was deba debating whether doing that one, or there's another one with Danny, uh, where he, uh, it's his 30th birthday, and... Uh, his car ends up in the uh, the San Francisco Bay <laughs> and go like by it it falls into the water somewhere. It, it, I don't remember what happens. I haven't seen it in a really long time. I was gonna kind of do that episode. That was a good one, but I just picked this one because it's my favorite. And I hadn't seen it in a really long time, so I'm glad I got to watch it. Now my memories of Bob Saget, aside from Full House, I have so many memories of him because. Um, I've kind of been following him. So, uh, I don't know exactly when it... I want to say it's 1989 is when America's Funniest Home Videos came out. Which was also on ABC. Sorry, guys. It was also on ABC. And it was on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock. Or it might have been 7. And I just remember watching that every, every week. And, you know, the show's still on. It's hosted by somebody different, but it's still on. And I don't know if Bob Saget had made guest appearances on that show or not. Isn't it hosted by Carlton now? Carlton from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Or am I thinking of something else? I don't know. 
Um, now, the funniest part of it, like, Bob Saget has always, like, told, told really corny jokes. Like, even, like, South Park makes fun of him. And I don't know if that's part, that's, like, his persona. Like, if he's just, that's just how he is. He's a corny comedian. But I do know he's very, he's a very dirty comedian. Uh, I have seen, so, okay, so, he was in that, uh, which, we, so, basically, Full House and America's Funniest Some Videos were on at the same time, uh, in the, like, in the same year. And I, Full House was Friday, America's Funniest Videos was Sunday. I'm sorry, guys, I'm knocking out here. So, I, uh, I, I watched that, and then he was also in Half-Baked. He has a very small part in that, which is very memorable. <laughs> I won't, I won't say what he says on there, but it, it's pretty funny. He he sees him at an AA meeting or an NA meeting, uh, and then, and I don't know if he had a drug problem or not. I don't, I don't remember. I know Tim Allen did. I don't really know much about Bob Saget. Um, I uh, he was also on Fuller House. Uh, that was he he played. So basically, it's not really a spoiler, but he—he's not married to Vicky. Remember, Vicky was the one he married at the very. Did he marry her? I think he proposed to her. Remember, he proposed to her at Disney at Disney World. I don't know if they ever got married. I—I I think she moved. I don't remember. I those are the episodes I really didn't watch very often. Uh, but in the new Fuller House, so what? What the show is about? I'll just talk about it very briefly. DJ was married. And she had three boys, and her husband died, just like Danny's wife died. And they end up moving into the house, uh, and she moves in with, uh, with, who moves in with her? I can't remember. I haven't, okay, so I'm sorry, guys. Somehow they all live in there together, the same house. I think Danny still owns it. And they, he lets them live there. Danny lives like in Sacramento or somewhere that's not San Francisco. And he still has a, he still has his radio or not his radio show, his, uh, his, his news show, but it's like, he's going through like this midlife crisis in it. And like one of the first episodes he's in, he's like, just, he, it's kind of weird. I don't think he's married. He's only in a couple episodes. He's in the Thanksgiving episode. And then he's in... He comes back a couple different times. And I've also seen this the the Comedy Central roast of Bob Saget. And that was very funny. That's probably one of my favorite roasts that they've done. And I've seen them all. <laughs> and that was a really good one. So I kind of learned a little bit about him. And, you know, it's true what they say. Bob Saget knew everybody. Like, his funeral was packed, you know. But when I found out he died, you know, it was really weird because, and I'm just going to share this very personal thing here. I was, right before I found out he died, I found it from my friend. She she texted me. But right before that, I was thinking, you know, all these people that I grew up watching on TV, they're going to be passing soon, you know. And not only, like, not not even half an hour later, I get the news about Bob Saget. I was like, wow, that was weird. And, you know, Betty White, you know, we just lost her. I forgot to RIP for Betty White, but I love her, too. Um, Bob Saget was young, though. He was, like, my mom's age. He was very young. So, 
rest in peace to Bob Saget and prayers for his family and all all of his Full House co-stars and everybody. All his daughters. I think he had three daughters. I think or he had two daughters. I thought he had three daughters just like on Full House, but I could be wrong on that. Um, all right, so very 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 tough loss, guys. Very tough loss. Um, okay, so next week, I uh, don't know what I'm going to be working on. I'm just going to just kind of pull it out of a hat, <laughs> pretty much. Um, let's see. Any other news? I finished You, finally. It was so good. It got so dark, even darker than the first season. So um, now I'm reading the books and really good stuff. Um, my next show I might start watching is, uh, Gossip Girl. I'm kind of looking into watching that one, and that's also on HBO Max. Okay, so, you can follow me on Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast, and I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, and make sure you go and leave me a review. Sorry, I was yawning on this one. (laughs) It's been a long day, guys. (laughs) Uh, so that's pretty much it. Um... Just want to say again how sorry I am that we lost Bob Saget. That was a big one. Uh, just because whenever we lose somebody, like when Lou Perry died, I had just had my son like a month before. And oh my gosh. I, it was a rough one, you guys. It was rough. It, but honestly, like I kind of knew he was gonna, like he was already in bad shape because he had the stroke and he was in the hospital, like on life support. So I kind of knew he was going to pass, but it's a it's a tough one Betty White was hard because um she almost made to her 100th birthday and that was really that was disappointing that she didn't but you know what I mean their legacy will live on for sure okay guys until next week be safe stay stay warm it's very cold out there and um you know just just, you know, don't take life for granted. You never know when, if, if you know, if it's your, if you're going to wake up the next day. I'm not trying to be maudlin and, like, depressing, but it's true. Life is so short. It really is. All right, guys. See you next week.